Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Thanks again for joining us at Next Step Leadership. Uh, This is another podcast that uh, Tracy Reynolds and I have the honor of having conversation with a friend, with someone that we believe is a big influence on uh, helping many people make the the best steps as they try to make next steps in life. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have uh, Dan Ryland with us again uh, for a follow-up on our first podcast together. I actually, Dan, blessed my life as I was trying to mentor men back uh, in the late uh, 90s and early uh, part of the 10th of the century uh, with Joshua's men. And I think I did five or six of those uh, iterations with, with groups of men. And I just want to tell you, thank you for that resource, man. Uh, I, I still have a friend who's helping me with some other things now that was uh, a mentee during that time. So welcome back, Dan. Well, thank you, Tracy and Chris. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Joshua's Men. That was that was produced back in the days, if you can even remember, cassette tapes. Remember those forty-pound <laughs> yes. kits we used to do? Oh. If it if it didn't weigh a lot, it wasn't any good, you know. And, and that's uh, right. But hey, let me say that that uh, out of the generosity of Enjoy Now Maxwell, you know, organization, um, that material has been redone many, many times over like 300 pages of, I mean, it's a lot. And it's now online at, on the 12 Stone website for free for anybody who wants it completely updated. Wow, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. we will make sure that we put in our show notes uh, any references like that so people can find uh, specific resources as we go through this. But I want to continue our conversation around Confident Leader, Become One, Stay One, uh, the book you wrote back in 2020. Uh, we were just talking about sources of confidence, and one of those uh, aspects that we want to talk about is legitimate versus illegitimate, but the legitimate sources of confidence, and which sources are illegitimate as followers of Jesus. So talk to us about that, Dan. I love this question. No one's ever asked this question. I thought, <laughs> thought this is really great. So which, pick one. What do you, what do you want to show? I, the legit ones or the, or the illegitimate? The well, let's, let's start with the illegit and we'll go to the real deal. How's that? All right. All right. So uh, tongue in cheek on this first one, but that non-legit, but it's kind of a real thing. And that is uh, your number of Twitter and Instagram followers. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not a, but, but honestly, I watch leaders rise and fall on those numbers, and I catch myself sometimes, you know, thinking, well, I must be doing something good. Look at all these thousands of people, and that's just not legit right. for, your, mm-hmm. for your confidence. Um, so now, uh, actually, that is serious, but more seriously, I think uh, things like the size of your church, mm-hmm. that's not a good source of your confidence, um, as we've all learned with now, you know, most of the churches in the country are half the size, or six, now maybe sixty percent with God's help, or seventy percent. But um, the results of people pleasing—that's uh, this is the opposite. So you know, the size of the church the bigger. You know, you think your confidence is better, but sometimes you know, 
people-pleasing, um, that starts eroding things out and your confidence is less than it ought to be because of a behavior that you practice that's really common in the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, is success or the promise of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that those are, you know, God never, what, I, what I've discovered along the way is obviously God wants success. Success is a biblical concept. But sometimes I think our definition of success is maybe different than God's different definition of uh-huh. success for us in, at any given time. Mm. So some of those things are, are, I would say, not good sources of our confidence. Yeah, if we have the wrong metrics, you know, we're, we're trying to do the right things, but we're yeah. looking at the, the wrong metrics. Uh, so let's flip that around. What are yeah. some of the right metrics? What are, what are some good confidence builders? Legit? Well, one that... Sorry, one one that that I think uh, we have to say right off the top is the promise that Jesus is always with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that a little bit already. Where you know uh, we we know we have eternal life, we know we're going to heaven, but the kind that no, He's actually with you in this. He's actually walking with you. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, was sent. He ascended that we might have that gift, and the Holy Spirit's with us for courage and boldness and power and wisdom and encouragement and guidance and all that that mm. the Spirit brings us. But in a more uh, connected way, I think, or a practical, I shouldn't. I don't want to say that's not practical, but you know what I mean. But I think the number one thing in all the leaders I've interviewed for the book Confident Leader is that someone believing in you. Uh, I have found that to be one of the most powerful things, second only to knowing that Jesus is with you. Is that is there somebody who believes in you? And as a leadership coach, uh, I know both of you probably would relate to this. Sometimes our job is to believe in somebody before they believe in themselves. We see okay. things in them before they see it in themselves. Um, I, I, you know, there's there's a. There's vision, you know, church leaders who are visionaries. They see, they see where we're going before everybody else. They, they see. I'm not a church visionary in that way. That's why I have been the exec pastor, the number two, all my life. I don't see the big thing where we're going. However, what God's put in me, which I'm so grateful for, I'm more of a people visionary. Yeah. I'll see things in them before they see it in themselves, and I think that believing in someone is a big deal. Uh, I think third one comes to mind is that Scripture makes sure you're headed in the right direction. And that's a huge confidence. In a, in a day and age where we don't have the answers, we're unsure, we can't see around the corner like we used to, uh, we can't predict. And you say, well, well, we never really could predict. That's true, except there were many things in the local church that were predictable, and now they're not. True. And so... Right. I think Scripture gives us a true north. We've got something to count on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, and here's another one, learning from your mistakes. Oh, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a great confidence booster where you just, um, a source of confidence, where I've done this before, I know what happens, I know, I've learned from that mistake, and I'm a, I'm a stronger, better leader. Mm. Those are all so good. And I think I've learned in each of those, you know, having somebody, believes i was thinking uh, we do that for our spouse we have an opportunity to do that with our children but uh I, much like you dan i i've always functioned in the second chair leadership positions and i'm not the chief 
uh, visionary of, of the organization, but I do find that I am the chief visionary when it comes to just helping people uh, trust Jesus and trust Christ in them yep. and calling forth things. Uh, I was speaking with a lady just last night and said, you know, can't she, can you see that God has taken all the things you've ever done to prepare you for what you're about to do starting this Friday? Yep. And she was just, yes, and tears started flowing. Well, uh, that's a, a great joy, isn't it? To be able it's to a, offer that. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And I love uh, both the negatives and the positives, those that we shouldn't emphasize as important steps to take. And as you were, as you were talking about those, I just wrote in my notes, success, you know, just question mark. Our definition of, our, our view of, our meaning of is so different in our culture than Christ's view. Uh, you know, and the, t- the time that he spent with the few, just listening, spending time with them and telling stories. Uh, what, what, what can we do? Um, what can we do in each of our positions and those that are listening to this conversation? We have a lot of young leaders that are listening to this conversation. What are some practical steps we can take to make sure we stay away from uh, those areas that are not the right steps yeah. to take and, and stay on the right course? Yeah, I think it, it's a. I, I love that question, Chris. I think it's based first and foremost on our our walk with Jesus. Uh, I think the the more we um, have our quiet time, the more we have time for prayer, the more we can reflect, journal, what, whatever the things that the pathways that are most meaningful to you, that we keep more most in tune with with God and hearing His voice. I think he. Um, it's just easier to know when he's speaking, and he shapes our steps. So uh, I think sometimes, in terms of God's definition of success, I think we, I think we, we, when we're more plugged into what is His will, what does He want, what are those Holy Spirit prompts, mm-hmm. and when we're connected to those things, we're not so caught up in the next and the more and the better. Now, of course, we all want to reach more people for Jesus. But sometimes, you know, what lasts? That's a question that's often put into my mind is, yeah, these things are good and they seem great, but what really lasts for eternity? And yeah. that's another shaping thing that helps define, I think, the way God sees things over, over the ways that we might. Yeah, I was thinking as you were talking, Dan, about John 15, where Jesus likens, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches, if a man remains in me, and I'll him, he'll bear much fruit. But, mm-hmm. but if we don't, we won't. And then he further, he talks about trying to have that fruit, as you said, that remains for all eternity. Um, let's get even more basic. How about starting points? What are some places that maybe for these young leaders that they can start to build appropriate uh, Christ-like confidence? What are some thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've had a, I've had a thought that this isn't in the, in the book, but through a lot of teaching and a lot of converse, conversations, I've thought a lot about this idea and we can unpack it for however much time we have here. And that is, which is the approach we ought to take? Humble confidence or confident humility? Mm. And I've thought about that and, and, and talked with leaders about that and experimented with that. And I've come to the confident belief, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So, so don't but you don't, said it with humility. So that was yes, good. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. No, don't disagree with me because you'll shatter my confidence. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's humble confidence. Humble yeah. confidence is the way to go, and which makes us 
start with humility. Yeah. I think that's the starting place. And I have a, an outline I'd love to dash through really quickly because I think it would be a wonderful help Go to for it. Yeah. those who are listening. Um, it's actually an entire chapter in the book, but I want to say it in minutes if I can because it. it's a sequence. I, I love it because I call it the five core qualities at a soul level. And this is where it starts. I mean, well, I said, I take that back. After what we've already talked about, you know, God is with you and you believe in yourself, all right? If we're talking about foundational things, God is with you and you believe in yourself. Um, then we want to move to the five core qualities at a soul level. Uh, they strengthen your spiritual character and your leadership confidence. But the big idea is that this is a progression. Each one builds on mm -hmm. the previous one. So humility is where it starts. Of course, Jesus set the example for us, Philippians 2, throughout Scripture. But cultivating humility is a complex idea. I mean, think about it. How much humility is enough? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and how does humility fit in with confidence? Well, obviously, uh, humility isn't thinking poorly of yourself. It's thinking honestly about yourself. And humility isn't weakness. It's a strength. But humility sets your soul up for a God-based confidence, spiritual character. And humility leads to gratitude. Always mm -hmm. has. So the second one is gratitude. Humility sets you up for a spirit of gratitude. Humility prepares your heart to be naturally thankful. Mm -hmm. And gratitude leads to generosity. Amen. So the third uh, core quality is generosity. And see, when gratitude's in your soul, you make room for generosity. Mm -hmm. um, when you possess a soul-level generosity, you want more for people than from them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can talk a lot about these things, but I want to just do this quickly as promised. Uh, generosity then leads to personal security. So that's number four is security. Um, generosity flows into and strengthens your security as a, an opposite of insecurity mm -hmm. as a person. And see, when you, when you give easily and naturally, you gain a certain freedom to be yourself. And that security leads to the last one, the fifth one, courage. Hmm. Uh, the fifth of those core qualities, those inner core qualities that are part of the foundation of confidence. When you're secure enough to be yourself, you have the freedom to be courageous. And courage always increases confidence and helps you make the journey um, to, to courage and confidence that helps you do everyday things, practical things like having the tough conversations and making difficult decisions and taking a stand when, when needed. Um, uh, that's, that courage is just a, a core part of confidence. So there's a quick rapid ride through those core wow, those are qualities so good. in the soul, soul level, yeah. Well, I love that it starts with humility, meaning uh, an accurate measure of myself. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm seeing myself not not uh, more than I ought to be or less than, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to realize, hey, this is who God has made me to be, and I can be secure in that. Um, I'm not trying to, to seek applause. Uh, but I also love the second one. If I'm truly humble, then I realize that I'm not the end-all, be-all of anything, and I'm grateful that I, yep. you know, yep. I approach today like, you know, I get to do this. Yep. Like, like this it. morning, I got up and I thought, you know, I get to do this. 
uh, we were texting last night, and uh, I was thinking, uh, I was going back with forth with you and with Chris, and I'm thinking, we get to do this today. And I love it when I can approach every day with that sense of, you know, this is not a drudgery. This is not something I fear. No, this is my life. I get to do this. And that also helps me to be present in that moment mm-hmm. uh, if I have an attitude of gratitude move, moving in there. Um, interesting. Yeah, that, and the word drudgery, uh, that connects to joy. There's a, a, something I've loved for a long, long time, and it's one of my favorite coaching tools, too, where, where I'll have a cup of coffee. Or actually, uh, uh, Tracy, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a tea drinker now, so real real men drink tea, so let's just get that straight, okay? <laughs> okay wow. Real men drink tea. Well, I'm going to have to grow up some. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we, you and I were in... Kiev, uh, and they would read this incredible coffee. I still love the smell of it, but my body no longer likes it that much. So anyway, having a cup of coffee, having a cup of tea with somebody, uh, mm. I'll write on a napkin two words, fruit and joy. Mm. It's a great coaching tool. Uh, fruit and joy, fruit meaning results, kingdom-oriented results, you know. So fruit and joy. And I'll just spin that napkin around with those two words on it and slide it across the table and say, talk to me. And inevitably, it turns into a fantastic conversation because almost always, um, one is much higher than the other. Yeah. But the truth is, we have to have them both simultaneously if you're going to go the distance in ministry. So I want to go back to your word, drudgery. See, uh, um, um, fruit without joy is drudgery. You, you, mm. You're not going to go the distance without. That doesn't mean every day is a great day or every day is a wonderful day, but you just can't go the distance. And in reverse... Um, joy without fruit is hollow. It's it's mm-hmm. it's barren, and you've got to have them both together. And it's a great way to have a great mm-hmm. coaching, mentoring, uh, co- discipling conversation when you help somebody get both of those in balance. Boy, I love that. Well, uh, I want you to talk to us about a, a couple more things uh, okay. before we finish this. One that's very important to me, I noticed on social media that you like chocolate chip cookies. Oh. So, um, you know, I'm not into the coffee or the tea like you guys, but the chocolate chip cookies, you, you are my friend. So that was a good connection yes. for us. You yes. lead me well. <laughs> so when we meet in person, let's make sure we have those available. Absolutely. And, all, um, I, I, and we'll have to talk about exactly what kind, because when you're a chocolate chip cookie snob, there's only the right <laughs> kind to have. <laughs> my only kind is many so you just <laughs> many, <I'm right. laughs> yeah Got um, love well, it. talk to talk to us a little bit about your latest work and uh your latest book and then we'll i want us to finish by telling people how they can stay connected to you oh wonderful well um i'm excited about this it's actually my first attempt and i think god is in it uh, i could if we had time i could tell how it evolved as a, a project from something simple to something to a full book but it's my first uh, devotional, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, but this, what's unique about it, because I don't know that the world needs one more devotional, there's a gazillion of them out there, but this devotional is written specifically to leaders. And um, so there are 40 devotions in it. They're designed for a little bit more of a one-week soak. Now, the highly caffeinated pastor and leader out there who couldn't the thought of going for a week in one devotion is just like absurd so <laughs> go ahead and go for it in 40 days whatever you know but the, but the idea is slow down a little bit and so uh, the title of the book is leadership alone isn't enough mm-hmm. 40 devotions to strengthen your soul now you I guys know me uh, i mean everything rises and falls on leadership but really 
it's next to the favor of God in your walk with God, everything rises and falls on leadership. So leadership alone isn't enough. Agreed. And so um, I poured my heart into this, and I hope it helps many, many church leaders. Oh, awesome. I believe it will. I'm so excited about that. And, and remind all of our listeners how they can uh, pick up a copy of that book, your other books, and, and stay connected to you. Uh, I think the simplest thing is for the books is just jump on Amazon. That's probably the quickest. They're in bookstores. You can yeah. uh, find them where bookstores are sold. But Amazon is quick and easy. And then for uh, me, I'm easy to find. But danryland.com will get you to my blog and website. And um, thank you. Well, we will definitely put that in the show notes. Again, thanks, Dan. For And you know what? I'm already thinking about the next podcast when we talk about how we got to that because uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing that study, and I'm going to—I'd be haunted to take it one topic per week, not one per day. <laughs> so I'll hear your voice forever. If I violate that, then I'll be chastised greatly. But, well, I do—I do in the book talk about um, uh, not, you know, not using it every day for the week. Use other devotions, other things you want to do. But you know, um, yeah. But the journey to writing that book was really something can't wait to hear it yeah that's great well i believe your comments uh i know they mean a lot to us and i believe they're helping all of those who are listening as we just find ways uh to be sure that our next step will be our best step thank you dan thank you so much for having me thanks for joining us on next step leadership the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development chris and i are so glad you dropped in You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.